The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Region Cooks Thursdays 10 to 11. We get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. Maybe it's out on the deck, in the garage. I know, do you cook in the garage? Do you, I do. Sometimes if it's pouring rain, I guess the garage is the place to put that. That, that, that nice overhang in the garage yeah, just works, works nicely, perfect. doesn't it? Does put the smoker out there. My guest is Wayne Oliver, who is a chili cooker extraordinaire. In fact, he and I and one of my sons a number of years ago uh, did quite well in the Adair Chili Cook-Off. I yeah, yeah I, I can say. And, and thank you very much to Bubba's for a lot of the ingredients because, boy, they make some great ingredients. And lo and behold, and not even by design, you brought in uh, chili to share. So we'll talk about that in a minute. I, I got to go backwards first. How was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. It was it? It was awesome. Uh, down the traditional route, uh, turkey, green bean casserole, uh, a big butternut squash with some... Uh, Honey and maple syrup in Ooh, there. And awesome. A little bit of cinnamon. Um, you know, stuffing uh, extraordinaire. Cool. Uh, and do you have family close enough to actually make a Thanksgiving dinner at your house? Not not this year. Yeah, uh, I, we, went, we went down and joined some friends. Oh, down. you went. Okay. We went down and uh, we brought some things and we joined some friends down in New Albany. Oh. And that was nice. Yeah, uh, nice weather for a travel too. It, it was. It was beautiful. Except coming back, I was just worried about that nighttime driving along the yeah. river there with the deer. Sure. No problems? <laughs> I didn't. Okay. <laughs> well. I saw a few others that had it, problems. Oh, man. That's a bummer. Well. At least they cleared the road for you. Nice yeah, exactly. of them to think about that. Well, I'm glad Thanksgiving was good. You all set for uh, Christmas coming up? Yeah, it's going it's to be kind of subdued. Uh, quiet? Nobody's coming to your house? You're not going to somebody's house? Nope. This one's going to be pretty quiet. Some huh. friends and probably some cards. Cool. Nice and quiet and safe. Yes. Legit. Legit. That's all right, too. Good food, good friends. That's a great combination. Good drink. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, too. You got to have. Uh, speaking of which, because you mentioned chili and... Maple syrup you mentioned. I, uh, at the uh, holiday fair last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, I met uh, uh, some folks who make maple syrup, bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. Um, O-M-G. It's it's awesome stuff. Uh, Not the people up uh, in Cashton, was it? Well, I saw them at the holiday fair. I don't don't know where they live. Yeah, there was a group up in uh, Cashton. Somebody and Ma. You, can you remember the name of that, Courtney? It's somebody in Mars. Verbal, a verbal, bourbon barrel maple syrup. And you know, um, I don't know if it's from with those people, but Central Waters Brewery up in the middle part of the state oh. takes those barrels and makes puts beer puts in beer them. in them. Oh boy, <laughs> that'd be tasty. There it is. That would be very tasty. It is. Anyway, this maple syrup would make a really good uh, cocktail. Uh, I put some of it in my coffee. Just to see, because I generally put bourbon and a Kahlua in my Sunday morning coffee. In this case, it was bourbon-aged maple syrup and Kahlua and coffee. It was nice. also very, very nice. good. Nice, very nice, good. Nice, nice. 
All right, so we got that covered. Uh, do you do anything special for Christmas or New Year's? I'm going to, I think this year I'm going to do a duck. I, a duck? I, a duck. Just a plain duck, not a turd ducking or a nope, just a, duck cowing or I don't uh, know what. I, I have memories of a cherry glazed duck breast. Really? Yeah, that I will probably smoke a little bit on the smoker and make cool. a, a cherry reduction. And uh, I don't know what to go with it yet, but I just like well, that. Plenty of time, but at least you got the protein handled yeah, and exactly. the side dish will be awesome. Yeah, and I'm cool. going to probably, probably cook one. My wife's got a little trip coming up to see her mom back east, and uh, I think I'll probably cook a duck before while she's, you go- while she's gone. in the kitchen? Well, while she's, I'll cook a duck while she's gone just to yeah. trial it. Just test. Yeah, just well, that's test. fair. Yeah. Oh, honey, it was so good. I ate it all. <laughs> Should have come home a day early. Exactly. Yeah, that's all right. Well, that's all right. Then everybody who's going to enjoy your uh, Christmas and New Year's fair will already know it's tried and true and tested and delicious. What are you doing for Christmas? I don't know. I mean, not traveling. Good. Because uh, there's nobody. My, I have two sisters that live in Michigan, neither of whom would entertain the masses. Uh, so that makes it easy. Uh, and... Uh, Jennifer's family all lives within a, about a baseball throw or a nine iron from our house. So they may come to our house. Uh, we might walk to their house. Literally, if that tree wasn't in the way, I could see her mom and dad's house. I can definitely see her sister's two houses from over there. So it's it's literally a walk so to I, any relatives. I'll assume you had turkey for Thanksgiving. What protein will you have for? Uh... I have prime rib for, for me. I'm not feeding everybody prime rib, but yeah, I do. <laughs> Sometimes what, what, I do. What do you it. take it out to the garage and eat it yeah. by yourself? No, I don't cook it. <laughs> oh man, you like prime rib? I was going to cook it, but I forgot. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the reminder. If I, I need a good piece of beef too. Yeah. Well, I I, I know a guy. I know too. I am. Uh, we know him. All right. Give him a call. He'll take. He'll set you up. Yeah. Yeah. And so prime rib. If I can hold off till New Year's, or maybe I'll just buy a big one, and then. Cook it on Christmas and eat it both Christmas and New Year's. Wow, sounds good. Uh, Sue Schultz, a long, long time ago, Sue Schultz, who was, uh, she worked for Quillins at the time, taught me about something she called plandovers. Ah. Really, what's a plandover? A plandover is the, the way you get beyond, I really have a hard time cooking for two. Well, then don't. Cook for four on purpose and you can eat that delicious meal twice. Oh, yeah. So I always cook. Uh, with plandovers in mind. That's a good idea. At the beginning of the week, it's whatever this is. Then the next day, it might still be that. The next day, it's a little bit different. By the end of the week, it's a stew or a soup or chili or breakfast or, you know, it turns every day, it changes just a little bit. I mean, I you know, I, I look in my refrigerator this morning. I think there's three meals worth of leftovers in there that we'll eat for the next couple of days. Yeah, see, there you go. And well, you know, you you add something different to them. Yeah, and you just keep a little different sauce. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely right. Hey, this chicken marsala was really good. I have these other shrimp. Ooh, chicken and shrimp marsala would be really good. I got this piece of pizza. What am I gonna do? Oh, I could pick up the cheese and stuff and put some yeah. pepperoni underneath, and now oh, that'd be really good. So I'm, I always play. Yeah, I think we're going to do pizza tonight. Are you? Took, took, a, took a, some out of the freezer that Good I Good deal. Up, so. Well, you probably won't be taking home much of this chili that you brought. Just know, And that's what my wife said. She says, you better bring some of that home. And I said, uh, uh, maybe sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yeah, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I'm sure with the uh, the crockpot out there in the hallway, uh, the aroma will find its way upstairs in no time at all. Yeah. People figure that out. It's Thursday. I wonder what Hayes has got going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something. Something fun. All right. So... We, we talked about chili and your uh, clearly, I can prove it, abilities 
with the giant ladle and a giant pot for a for chili. I know you don't always make that much at a time, but do you generally try to make a crock pot full at a time when you're making chili? Uh, if it's just the two of us, probably half one. Half. I, two people in a house, and I have three different size crock pots. Oh, do you? In the house. I have two. Well, I have I have two different sizes. But the smaller size, I have three of them, you know, for hors d'oeuvre things. You know, I'm going to put three different sauces to dip shrimp, to dip prime rib, to dip something else, chicken breast or something in these small crock pots that are perfect for dip. And then a big crock pot yeah. for the meal. We, we tend to cook, as you were mentioning, planned overs. We, uh, uh, my daughter and son-in-law live here in La Crosse. So a lot of times I'll cook for four sometimes for five uh-huh. and we'll, we'll give them a dinner too, especially sure. chili. You know, uh, I'll, I'll probably make another, if, if this is all gone, I'll make another batch of this for the weekend. Oh, and this uh, is and, really and share and share it. So I'm going to have another bowl before you leave. Good. So look over there. No, it's different. I mean, I, you know, I was thinking last week, I, I popped up on the calendar that we were getting together today and, um, you know, you and I have that rich history and, and your son's, um, doing chili for many years and in many different venues. And um, I wanted to look around the world. What what are some other chilies? Sure. So, Who else is making chili besides Texas? Right, exactly. So that's what we ended up with today, a little bit different. International chili. It. And do you do that often? I, I mentioned before, I cook the turkey often for Thanksgiving, but I try not to cook the same. Somebody asked me, don't you just have a go-to recipe for turkey? Well, yeah, but then it's the same turkey every year, and that's kind of boring. Yeah. So kind of mix it up. Do you do the same thing with your chili? Uh, pretty much. I'm going to make chili. What kind? I don't know yet. Yeah. No. What? You don't have a go-to? No. What about your award-winning? Yeah, everybody's <laughs> had that already. Yeah, you know, everybody has those traditional kind of things. This is just a little non-traditional for us. At yeah. Least. Well, in some traditional, I can't look at the bowl and see the traditional ingredients because- there's only a little bit of sauce left in my bowl. But you put beans. Are those kidney beans? Or chili beans? Uh, it, it's a combination of beans. I mean, ah. it called for strictly white beans, but I didn't have just white beans. So I used what I So had. you're mixing it up. Mix you're it. looking at the recipe, closing the book, and making up your own pretty, recipe. Pretty much. Man, you are a guy in my own kitchen. Pretty Having fun in the kitchen? Darn right. Why? Because <laughs> you're doing it any way you want to. And people will understand that if you made this, it's going to be good. Don't ask me to repeat it because I used all the ingredients uh, in this recipe. Right. So that dip that you had, it was really delicious. Yeah, probably never have it exactly that way again, ever. All right, we are Cooley Region Cooking. Uh, and uh, Wayne Oliver, my guest, longtime friend and contributor to this uh, program, a number of people asked yesterday, who's coming in for Cooley Region Cooks? Wayne Oliver. Ooh, isn't he that lobster guy? Well, yeah, but that's generally in the summer. I don't know if he's going to bring lobster uh, tomorrow or not. Well... I'll have to go find because that guy's good. So your reputation precedes you, even if they didn't meet you at the Dare Chili Cook-Off or out in your backyard or as a neighbor or something. Oh, that's, I know Wayne. He's that fundraising guy. He makes great, I see him, <laughs> I see him at Lobster Fest in the summer. We are Cooley Region Cooking with Wayne. I made international chili and we'll dive into that, a bowl full of it, when we come back on Cooley Region Cooks. We're definitely not having fun in the kitchen. That's the problem. You get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. And if the two of you both like to have fun in the kitchen, you forget what you're doing. <laughs> Amen to that. Are we supposed Amen. to be cooking something? Well, we are kind of cooking something. You only pay attention. And I put on a dummy buzzer. You know, people tell me, well, you'll know when it's, it'll, it'll just look right. And then you'll know it's done. 
And you may be absolutely right. I'm still going to put on a buzzer to remind me because the minute you and I get busy telling stories, then I'll forget that three minutes ago, I was supposed to go flip the something over and I forgot to do that. And now it's completely raw on one side and overcooked on the other side. And so, you know, I I was surprised. I mean, the one thing I am really cautious of is poultry on the grill. Oh, sure. And, And I did some grilling last week and it was just amazing when I took it out. Uh, I probed it with an instant read thermometer and it went from 168, which would be perfect, to 145 on the chicken that was on the other side of the grill. Oh. So I had to put it back on the grill really? for a little bit. And it's just like, I, I like getting- Chicken like, on the same grill for the same amount of time, one cooked, one time. not. One, one cooked, one not. And they were relatively the same size yeah. chicken thighs. My grill, I, I don't, next time I buy a grill, it's going to be a while, I think, but- my grill is front to back burners instead of left to right. Okay. And I, I think the next time I buy a grill, I will, or I'll just buy a different grill that has, so I can do a better job of, of off the heat cooking, fire up this side, but put the, whatever you're cooking yeah, 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 yeah. on this side and it cooks a little more slowly. Yep. And I like that you can't do that very well unless you're cooking something long and skinny. I could do a, you know, a pork uh, a roast or something because yeah. they're long and skinny. Otherwise, can't i don't like that speaking of uh pork tenderloin kind of things uh you ever do a backstrap from a deer ever yeah twice but most of the see i don't hunt so i have to depend on somebody else saying hey thanks very much for your for helping me with the blah 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 here's some venison including a backstrap oh you really liked what i helped you with did you like it though oh yeah absolutely awesome well see what i can do for you i don't you know, it's it's a matter of cooking it. If you gave me venison, I know how to cook venison to make it taste. I also know how to cook venison to make it taste terrible. Yeah. When somebody says, oh, I don't like venison. Really? How have you prepared it? Well, in in a fry pan with a bunch of butter, maybe a little olive oil. That's it. You fried your venison. Yeah. You didn't like it? No. Yeah. Me neither. I haven't even had a bite and I don't want that. That's horrible. It's, you kind, know? it's kind of like tofu. It sucks up the flavors you put in with it. Right. Well, <laughs> I'll take your word for it there. I'll, I'll still try to find a tofu recipe that I like so far. That hasn't worked. But enough of that. Enough of what I don't like. I do like trying to figure out a way to make something that I've never heard of or has ingredients that I can't even pronounce into something delicious. You did that. I did that today. Yeah, yeah. I, with I, your, I, I is this the first time you've ever made this chili? It is the first time I've ever made this chili. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I, I bought- And you got it out of a cookbook. I, I, I did get it out of a, a real cookbook. No, not I didn't paper, even go to, a, a, a paper, book. A, a book. And it's it's <laughs> one that I've come to appreciate. And my wife, my wife said, she saw it sitting there and it's titled Home is Where the Eggs Are. She says, I thought it was a book about all about eggs. Oh. And it, it's like, well, the eggs are at home, so it's all home cooking kind of recipes. Yeah. And um, I just happened, I literally churned it to this recipe when, really? I, when I opened it up last Really? Week. Oh, yeah. that's a sign. And uh, there's your mom talking to you from heaven. I, Honey, make this one, make this one. I, I guess so. But I mean, just going back, you know, like I said before, a uh, long history of doing chili with you and wanted to do something different for a chili. And yeah. this popped up and it's uh, kind of a Middle Eastern Arabic uh, kind of spice. Yeah. Where'd uh, you find the spice? Uh, well, after I looked at it, uh, Amazon was my friend. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, there was nobody locally. Yeah. Uh, it would have been easy. It wouldn't have been that bad. I wasn't sure of the proportions. They were all over the place. Sure, so sure. I, I bought a container, but it's called Baharat, 
which is Arabic for spices, but it's a spice blend and it's kind of an interesting spice blend. It's kind of like an Arabic allspice. Cool. Uh, cinnamon, allspice, coriander, cardamom, black pepper, nutmeg, ginger, and cloves. Wow. And um, it's just a different, to me, it's a different flavor. I mean, it's a flavor that you would get on lamb someplace sure. or, or chicken sure. if you went to a Mediterranean restaurant. But in a soup uh, and a chili, I, I thought it was pretty good. I agree. It's delish. And just so that we set this straight right away, because we both know lots of people who heard the word spicy and say, eh, I really don't like spicy. I did not say hot. No. I said spicy because you'll eat something and say, this is bland. Yeah. Oh, it's completely boring. Yeah, bland. All right, well, let me add some spice to it. Salt, pepper, nothing else. Oh, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah, I mean, in fact, in that large crock pot that I brought, Mike, there's only uh, two jalapenos. That, really? That were seeded and um, the membrane taken out. So they're, most of the heat's gone out of it. Yep. But you get, a, you get a little- Warmth. Just a little warmth, but yeah, not- not a lot of heat. Not a lot of heat. Just enough warmth, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I think it's really good. And uh, Well, and if you were going to make that crock pot of chili for- uh, you know, the guys, your wife's out of town and the guys are coming over to play cards all weekend. Yeah. I'd throw a couple more jalapenos in. Yeah, well, I almost, well, I didn't want to really heat it up, but I've got some Thai chili peppers that, oh. I, that, I, that I dehydrated and oh. they're sitting in a jar. Did you grow those? You I did. Dog? I yeah, did. So I just would crush, crush one up and it would be. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> my, yeah, I got the words out of my mouth a little too late. My wife took a, she wanted to spice up uh, uh, pasta sauce that we huh? made a couple of weeks ago. Huh? And I, she was going like, I said, I was going to say a half and she, <laughs> a little too much, a little too much. A little too much. I use Tapatio okay. quite a bit when I just want a little bit of heat. Well, I, I told you I made, uh, I made chicken noodle soup with turkey, made a bunch of homemade noodles and cut up, diced up some, some celery that was left over from somebody who made uh, stuffing uh, and some carrots. Let's see, celery, carrots, onion. Had to dice the onion really small because some people don't like onions, especially uh, that, well, they love them if they can't see them. Right. Dice that all up really small and it was delish. I like it a little spicier than that. So everything bagel salt, which is a really fun yeah. seasoning yeah. and a little tapatio just to warm it up a little bit. Wow. Yeah. I like, um, oh, what the heck was I just thinking? Uh, the everything bagel, uh, bagel uh, seasoning from... Um, Aldi's has it, but uh, oh, sure. Trader, Trader Joe's has it. Yeah. Too. Man, you use that on everything. I, I, I use it a lot. Mashed potatoes, it's a great, yep. you know, all yep. kinds of things. Totally agree. It's a it's a delish uh, on on a big old piece of toast. If yeah. you're making garlic toast, a little garlic, a little everything salt. Uh, mashed potatoes is really good. I put it on uh, uh, pork chops quite often. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a seasoning. <laughs> I bought a seasoning once again at the, the home show. Uh, this or the holiday affair uh, show at the lacrosse center a couple of weeks ago. And it's just called every kind of meat spice <laughs> and it's delicious. It's really good. Oh. Every kind of meat. Okay. Well, I cook every kind of meat. I'm going to try that. It's been really fun. Do you ever put any of your spices together from scratch? From, well, do you ever make any blends that you, that you not? Well, yes, but I make the blend and then use it all. Okay. I have not ever made a blend Thought this is really good. I'm going to put this in a jar and keep it, or you know, use it yep. again some other day. No, I, I haven't done that. 
Yeah, I, I do that sometimes with dry rubs for yeah. uh, for grilling and stuff. I'll, uh-huh. I'll make a batch, but uh, you're right. I I tend to uh, like to try other people's yeah uh, um, blends. Right, and I and so I'll try that and think, well, this is really good, but it would be better if yeah. Uh, and if I'm at the store, if I'm at a show, I will try this one, and, and if I think that this would be good, if then I put that one aside and go look for the one that has the if included. Because this guy spent a ton of time and a lot of hours and sweat equity finding the perfect blend of stuff. Yeah. And I'm certainly not going to tell him to his face or go home. And the first thing I'm going to do is add a bunch of something else. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I told you about the restaurant uh, in Texas when I went to visit. Uh, my son used to live in Austin, Texas years ago. We went to a Mexican restaurant. And at the bottom of the menu, it said very politely, We've worked 30 years to develop these recipes exactly the way they are. There will be no substitutions, no eliminations, no nothing. Like it, like this, or like somebody else's menu. I can't remember exactly. It was very polite in saying, we aren't going to change this recipe just for you. Amen. Yeah. You know, it's a... I do the same thing with my cooking. If you don't like it, don't eat it. That's right. If you don't like it, then forget it. You know, you know whose house you came to. Yeah. yeah. We're Cooley Region Cooking. All right. I promise when we come back, we will absolutely share the recipe we threatened to share a few minutes ago and we got sidetracked. I'm ca- It's your fault, Courtney. You, How come we you know, always get sidetracked? Ah, I can't imagine. What is the deal with the sidetrack? I need blinders. Oh, so we will do inter. What's it called? Is it just international chili? No, it's called Baharat chili with cornbread on top. Oh, all right, there you go. That's what we will do. We'll start there and end there if we need to when we come back. Cooley Region cooks every Thursday. We get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. Sometimes too much fun. I know we've been threatening to do this international chili recipe with cornbread on top. And I promise, I promise Courtney and Wayne that we would do it. So let's start there. This chili is really, really good. I Thank you, Mike. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And, you know, um, as I said to you, it comes from a real book, a real cookbook. <laughs> paper A, a cookbook. paper cookbook that I, I you know, I'm just going to, I'll let you know what the ingredients are first, and then we'll talk about how to put the ingredients sure. together. Yep, let's do that. Start, start out with some thick cut bacon. Cook that up. Okay. I, happen, I happen to use uh, Bubba's yeah. thick cut. I uh, can't, comes in a nice big pound package, so not a pound went in here, about a, but about a half a pound. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but did you cook the whole pound, didn't you? I did. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, now I got to go buy it. Now I got to go buy a tomato and I some see, lettuce. I was going to say uh, you didn't put half a pound of uncooked bacon back in the refrigerator, no, did you? Not okay. at all. Then a uh, medium sized onion, uh, some carrots, a couple of carrots uh, cut up and chopped up, uh, jalapeno. Little bit of heat, but you, t- you take the seeds in the uh, vein out, so it's not that's where that's most of the heat is. So yeah. it ca- calms it down tremendously. Um, then just some garlic cloves, uh, three three garlic cloves, uh, minced real fine. Um, and the spice, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably butchering the name, but it's called Baharat. Baharat with Baharat, a tea at the end, yeah, with a tea at the end. It's a spice blend. That we've talked about a little bit. And uh, it's just a very unique Mediterranean, Middle Eastern kind of yeah. flavor. I right, spell it. B-A-H-A-R-A-T. Okay. And you found it online. I, I, you I, found, I, I that's found, where you bought it. I, right? That's where that's where online. I bought it. I could not find it anywhere quickly. Okay. So anybody that. that's listening that's thinking, I want to try that. What's that? How do you spell it? And then you have to go yeah. online and buy the spice. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, 
very, very reasonable. I wonder if Penzi makes something like I, that. I bet they do. But I, I mean, I, I would, if I was going to go down to Milwaukee, I would have probably picked it up. But it's just next time you're in the neighborhood. Exactly. Uh, or I should have. I could have ordered it from them too. But it's nice getting stuff sometimes the same sure, day, right away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, Occasionally right away. it works for you. Uh, some, a little bit of chili powder. So there is a uh, you know there's a tablespoon or so of uh, just normal one traditional ingredient. One traditional ingredient. <laughs> okay. Some black pepper. I did use uh, the recipe called for this, and it's it's interesting to me because a a lot of the in this is an Indian recipe as well. It's a type of an Indian flavor. But um, in India, they don't eat too much beef. So this recipe kind of followed that tradition and used ground turkey. And so I used ground turkey, which I I actually kind of liked in there. And then it calls for chickpeas and cannellini beans. And, um, you know, I used whatever beans I had in the house. Okay. All right. I mean, but so I used a can of uh, a couple of cans of cannellini and uh, then a three bean combo. Okay. But not not with nothing with chili sauce in it. They were clean beans. Sure. And I, I have a couple of bags of, I don't know what's it called, seven bean or 13 bean soup. Yeah. And uh, the, the the soup spices are in a separate bag. Yeah. But all the beans are in this bag. And I've used beans like that for chili. Yeah, absolutely. When I don't have, yeah. if I don't have enough chickpeas. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, fire roasted diced uh, tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah. So get a good quality can of those uh, and throw them in. And uh, chicken stock. And I don't know if you tasted it. I think it's the first time I've ever added raisins to a recipe other than a dessert. I did not taste raisins. There, there's uh, probably two cups of golden raisins really? in there that plumped up real nice. If you get one, in, if you get one in a bite, it, it, it's really different. I'll have to go get some more and look and, for one. <laughs> and and then then you just make a, a normal cornbread. Uh, I made it separately in a pan uh, because I was bringing it in today. Uh-huh. But uh, if you were having this at home, you would cook it in the oven and then put it back in the oven with the, uh, just dobs of uh, cornbread batter right on the top and right on top up. of the chili, right on top of the chili. And oh, bake, cool. And bake and w- would that work? Could you cook, could you cook that cornbread on top of the chili in a crock pot or no? Uh, somebody probably can. Yeah. It won't be me. Wouldn't. Yeah. I wonder, you know, can you cook cornbread for six hours? I, I it turns I, out to be cornbread. I don't know. Courtney, you ever done anything wacky? Your, your husband does. I almost said the W word, but that's not the, he does unusual things in the kitchen, which I find absolutely delicious. Has he ever made cornbread in a crock pot? I don't think so. Yeah. I See mean, that? I mean, I, I make it in on a campfire in a Dutch oven. I've done that before. Oh, sure. On, in fire, yeah, but over fire. I, mean, I just don't in know. An oven I, of some sort. Yeah. I don't know if a crock pot would be hot enough to. Yeah. Bake, I don't know either. A, I mean, long enough, it would probably would work, but. Uh, I'm not trying it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll, I, take, I'll, t- I'll take the liner of the yeah. crock pot. I'll put it in the oven, let it do it. Then I'll throw it back in the crock pot. That's yeah, what I could that do. That just lied everybody about it. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, all no. Exactly. So Wait, I mean, this came out perfectly. So I've seen those are the ingredients. Just get the ingredients together. And it's really just a process of uh, cook, cooking the bacon up in the, in the dutch oven. Sure. And then take the, take the bacon out, use the fat, put the vegetables in, saute them, get them a little bit tender before you put it. Yep. And you just start adding things together. And uh, and spices. Uh, did you brown the turkey before you? I did. I okay. did brown the turkey. And okay. I, I found out that that browns a lot differently than ground beef. Yeah, I guess. Very uh, quickly too, right? Yeah, very Is that quickly. what you found out? Yeah, I, I I used two, two, I, I, I used two pounds, but I bought three. If oh. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. But um, so you're putting it together and it's like, 
I'm not sure how to describe the taste, but if you've had Middle Eastern food, it's a common flavor. So to think about that. Uh, it's that cinnamon, cinnamon. Yeah, I can't even say cinnamony. Yes, thank you. And um, it's kind of a something that you would taste in baking, or some of the spices you would use in baking um, desserts. But on the other hand, it's it, it adds real depth to a savory oh, dish. Oh yeah, that's and, delicious. Right away, I could taste just a hint. Yeah. Way back of some cinnamon, but yeah. it wasn't by any means overpowering so, at all. So that's the uh, that's the recipe. That's it's, it's really not bad. Nutmeg is another one of those weird spices that you can if it's in a recipe and it's uh, like this. If you had nutmeg in it instead of cinnamon, yeah, you'd be able to say, "Oh, is you got nutmeg in this? Yeah. What?" Well, I, I mean, I, this is this is like the allspice of uh, Middle Eastern yeah. foods. Yeah, yeah, and um, so, so a lot of uh, I looked up some other recipes that you could use this on. Uh, nice, they say it's a really nice rub to uh, put on chicken, um, but mostly oh, white yeah. meats. I don't know, I maybe beef, but I mean, it, it's. I put it on a pork chop. I yeah, I put it on a pork chop too. Um, Heroes, they use a spice mix. Really, a little bit. Oh and, man. Uh, that would be good. How often? I'm just curious. Is that the recipe? I don't want to yeah, cut you off before we get to the last no. important thing. How often do you replace spices that are on the shelf in your pantry? You know, I about every six months, I Google yeah. how long you should keep spices. <laughs> and, it, it, and you it, find out it's four months? Well, it's some, some, some people say four months. Some of the commercial manufacturers, you would think they would say three months so yep. you buy more. But they say, no, if, if you're keeping them in a, a relatively cool, dry place, they'll be a year or two. I, I, te I tend to buy most of my spices loose at one of the local sure. establishments and ground or crushed or something. Yeah. And, and then uh, don't keep them around very long. Yeah. Okay. Me and, you, I, and I'm glad to hear that uh, because that solidifies what decision I made myself a long time ago. I used to buy the tall seasonings yeah. because what the heck it's cheaper. I can buy a big one and it'll last me two years. Yeah. And then I realized, and I, what I reiterated that train. Then I thought, I'm just going to buy the little ones. And even with some of those that I only use once in a while, all spice, uh, uh, coriander, yeah. uh, uh, a few, a few spices that I don't use very much. I replace when I get through that recipe again, once a year, I need this for this recipe. I'm yeah. going to buy a new one. It, I was reminded of that because I had, Cinnamon over here, there was cinnamon in the cupboard where we have baked good stuff, flour and so forth, a new cinnamon package. And I, I asked my friend, how come you, how come you bought cinnamon? I got cinnamon over here. Yeah, I didn't see it. So, yeah. and so I used some of her cinnamon in an eggnog, brandy and eggnog. Her cinnamon tasted delicious. Mine tasted like dirt or, you know, it didn't taste bad, but it sure didn't taste like cinnamon. The only difference one is brand new. One is a year old. Yeah. I mean, I try to buy what I need for a recipe so I don't have a lot of extra sitting around the house. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'm successful. Sometimes I'm Well, not. and that's that's a really good point. Uh, and maybe I should start doing more of that myself. Buy it in bulk in a really small baggie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there are times when I, when I, uh, I mean, I'll go up to the food co-op and I don't even buy enough so that it registers on the on the on scale. The scale? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Well, what do you want?" I said, well, "Charge me a buck," you know. Yeah, sure, I'm easy with that because you're only going to use a quarter, a half a teaspoon. So yeah. buy, a, buy a tablespoonful because if you really yeah. like it, you might want to go home and make that a right. second time. 
Right. So, yeah. So just enough. But uh, you're probably right. With some of those ingredients, you got to just buy them. Yeah. I, 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 and I'm lazy. So I say I highly recommend it. I probably won't do it every single time, but I have gotten into the habit of late, especially at Thanksgiving, for instance, a number of the ingredients that go into Mike Kratz, grandma's meat stuffing. Uh-huh. I only use when I make grandma Kratz meat stuffing. Yeah. Never again. So even that little tiny container, I haven't opened it since last year, out the door and get a new one because that spice. Or somebody told me, just use twice as much. Yeah, but now you're really speculating. Is it twice as old? And uh, Yeah, yeah, you got to just buy new. <laughs> just go ahead and buy new. <laughs> Absolutely. Cooley Region Cooking, we are doing just that, having fun in the kitchen. We got to think about a dessert. We have one more segment, right, Courtney? We'll be back one more time. Take care of a little business. Come back and uh, do something for dessert. Cooley Region Cooks with Wayne Oliver. Don't go away. Cooley Region Cooks, Thursdays, 10 to 11. We have fun in the kitchen, period. I would love to have fun in the kitchen with you, especially if you're somebody who does the cooking because you have to, blah, blah, blah. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Ask my dad. He will come to you in your dreams and help you understand that if you're not having fun, You are doing it wrong. And I learned a long, long time ago, there are certainly a lot of ways to have fun in the kitchen, and they all don't include having a cocktail or two first. I promise. Sometimes that helps. But, you know, if you're having fun, (laughs) if you're cooking with friends and family, you're going to have fun. I would love you to be a guest. Get in touch with me, Mike at WIZMnews.com. Just let me know, and I'll get in touch, and we'll talk about a Thursday. Heck, we're into spring. Pretty soon we'll be... Uh, booking for summer. So plenty of time to think up a couple of recipes and we'll figure out a way to have fun in the kitchen. And I, I got to honestly say, Mike, if anybody's a little hesitant to come, uh, you put people really at ease and we've been doing this for several years and off and on. And it's, and it's been fun to come with. <laughs> it really has. I, you know, it's been fun to be here. Good. Well, I'm glad. Thank you very much. That's a compliment that I will I'll start to cry, get all emotional about. That's, it's my goal. I certainly don't want anybody to leave this program and say, oh, I'm never doing that again. That guy's a whatever. No, no. You know, I don't want that to be the case because no. then you're going to go home and still hate cooking. And I don't want that to happen either. And it's fun talking to you even off the air about different cooking experiences. So you can learn while you're here. <laughs> right. Too. Well, I'm old enough to have done all of those things. I know Courtney and I were just giggling about what. So when you were a kid, what did you do with the food that was in your mouth that you didn't want? Well, I'm telling you what, kids, any of you that are kids that are listening, no matter what you are thinking of, Unless your dad is a, is a NASA scientist and you can put it in a test tube and send it to the moon, which is something I never did. All the other things that you think you're going to get away with getting rid of that food that you don't want to swallow. Everybody's tried it. It's all been done. It's all been done. And when you're an adult, it's even more difficult. So when you're an adult and you're about to try, yeah, I'm not. There are things like tofu. Uh, I would try your homemade grandma's, great grandma's tofu recipe. I'm not going to have a great big old a spoonful of my first bite, a small one. Yeah. And taste it, smoosh it around in my mouth to see what's going on. And then take a walk. Then, yeah, then, no, no. <laughs> maybe have a glass of wine right away or a sip of wine right away or, you know, eggnog yeah. or something. Uh, and then not have any more. No, thank you. Thank you very much. I want to try this. And people often will tell, I know you don't like a tofu, Mike, but, you know, try this. Okay, thanks. And it's not a great huge piece they expect me to eat all of. Uh, same with cucumbers. I don't like cucumbers. It's not that I won't try your famous uh, old-fashioned cucumber recipe, because if you did something with those cucumbers that I've never had before, I am absolutely going to try that. 
but then don't be mad if I still don't like cucumbers after I've tried your great grandma's famous. So what are, what are, what are, what else are some of those things that you might have around <laughs> the holidays that they're great. <laughs> in, they're great in theory and they sound great, mm-hmm. but they just don't. That's right. At Martha Washington's bread pudding, you're going to go all historic. <laughs> you're going to go to the East coast and have bread pudding that they, that the pilgrims made or, you know, some kind of bread pudding. I'm not a big fan. Mince meat pie? Mince. I do like, I love raisins. I thought when I was a kid, and that was my father's favorite pie was mince meat pie. When I was a kid, of course, I thought mince meat was the very first time I thought, I want to have some mince meat pie. It's probably hamburger. I loved mince meat. I see see hamburger being referred to as mince meat all the time on websites, cooking websites, European people. I thought mince meat pie. Okay, I had a big bite of it. <laughs> Luckily, at the time, I kind of sort of liked raisins, but I was expecting hamburger. Yeah. And now I got sweet raisins in my mouth. And what am I going to do? I, I swallowed them. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't finish the rest of my big, big old piece of minced meat pie because I thought it was hamburger pie. Wrong. Yeah, I mean, not. everybody has pumpkin pie around on yeah. holidays. You ever make squash pie? I have. I love squash. I, I love squash too. Yeah, and, I love squash. So and, that's uh, easy. Yeah. Uh, so a bread pudding. I've only had one recipe of bread pudding that I thought, oh man, this is really, really good. Never got the recipe. Can't remember where I was when I ate that bread pudding, but it was really good. Everybody else's bread pudding was soggy bread with milk. With or cream. without raisins. With raisins. Yeah, I love raisins. I do too. And that and there aren't, you know, I'm not poking around in that bowl of bread pudding looking for the ingredients I can pick out yeah. Uh, because if they're, if they called for it, you know, the way I look at it, I've mentioned it a lot of times, if millions of people in this country eat this and love it, then I'm going to try it. Yeah. And then I'm going to figure out that, oh, you know, all those Scandinavians, they had to grow up uh, developing a taste for lutefisk. <laughs> they, they didn't just move <laughs> to Norway and start loving lutefisk. You have to develop a taste for it. I just haven't developed a taste for it just yet. I try it once a year and it hasn't gotten any better. Yeah, no, it tastes the same to me as well. Uh, What's the other one we were laughing about? Uh, Fruitcake. A fruitcake. Fruitcake. Once again, as long as it's fruit, I have had a number of people that made fruitcake recipes and they use gummies. Chewy, rubbery. The fruit isn't, it's real. It might be even real fruit. I don't think so. But it's, it's, it's gummy, chewy, orange flavored thing. And a gummy, chewy, raspberry-flavored thing, and a green thing, and cake, and some cherries. And that's the tough part for me, because the regular fruit that you can find easily, cherries, raisins, yeah. uh, you get those, and they, they look regular, they taste regular. But the unusual fruit, you can't, it's not easy to find dried raspberries or dried whatever other berries. Yeah. So you use gummies, and that tastes terrible. You can't put enough whipped cream on that piece of, of fruitcake for me to taste, for it to taste good. Well, now I got to make a fruitcake because I bought myself a dehydrator. So oh, I can did de- you? I can, I can dehydrate. Real fruit? Real Absolutely. fruit. And, but don't dehydrate it down to- No, 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 no. A, just- A, a to BB. Get, yeah, to get the, uh, the yeah. texture that you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, just keep testing it till it's just chewy enough to be chewy, but not- uh, not stay in your mouth for an hour while you're trying to melt it with your tongue. I, I just remember my grandmother would make fruit cakes around uh, June or July, put them in that, those tins, uh-huh. wrapped in cheesecake, and uh-huh. just keep adding a little bit of uh, 
whiskey around the side oh, for, the oh, next, really? for the next three months to keep it moist. Like, oh, really? Oh, that's that, that's like the secret of really old good. fashioned <laughs> fruitcake is keeping that alcohol. How's I mean, that fruitcake, mom? It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm telling you what, your grandma really nailed it this time. But, but as the alcohol evaporates after a while on that cheesecake, it just intensifies the flavors of the of, Does it? Of okay, the so I'm teasing about getting Yeah, no, no, but you're, but you're right. You, you would think, you know, as, as a young kid, teenager, fruitcake, oh, man, you cooked that with booze? You know? yeah. <laughs> have Give me you, some. Speaking of which, <laughs> have you ever made rum balls? I have not. I have twice. I made them the first time I made them. I was a smart aleck and knew that these are not going to be the same size as a golf ball. They're going to be a little bit larger because I don't have one of those machines that yep. I can just scoop them out. I'll, they'll be a little bit larger. And I pretty much got all the various ingredients that I have to add. And I'm going to add a little bit more rum in there and it's going to be delicious. No. Too much rum in a rum ball is horrible. Horrible. Don't, don't mess with Make it exactly the way the recipe calls for the first time. And then doctor it up. Don't pretend you know what you're doing. How about molasses cookies? I love molasses. I do too. Soft, soft molasses. They have to be soft and chewy. Right. Big, fat, thick. My favorite kind of cookie in the universe is a big, fat, thick, soft molasses cookie. I would do any, I would come over and rake your leaves for a, a couple of soft molasses cookies. I might make some this afternoon. Oh man, I'll come over and rake your leaves. I'll do that. All right, so those molasses cookies, would you put raisins in those too? No. No, see, I love them with raisins. Uh, well, I wouldn't not eat one. They, they, they add to the chewiness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I probably had a soft molasses cookie with a raisin in it. I wonder if the raisins got in there because you actually looked over the pot when you were stirring stuff and they spilled in. Somebody bumped your elbow and you, you were just snacking on those raisins and you accidentally dropped some into the recipe and you didn't want to pick them all out. Make tiramisu. I've never made tiramisu. I love it. I, I love it too. My my daughter makes it when she when she's around. She, she's she? E- exceptional with it. And it's, uh, and it's not really necessarily that hard to make. It's just time consuming. Right. Well, and that's I've made mousse a few times. That uh, is not uh, also not difficult. You just have to do it just right, and you got to pay close attention. That's the recipe you can't walk away from. But when you end up with dark chocolate mousse, you don't want to share it. If you did it right, you don't want to share that with anybody. What's the, uh, boy, the name is just escaping me. The, there's a pudding that you make with cornmeal and molasses. Cornmeal and molasses pudding? I don't know, but it, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> a cornmeal and molasses. It, By the time you come back, I'll, 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 I'll figure, figure, that, it, I'll figure okay. it out. Me too. Cooler Hegen cooks with Wayne Oliver and his weird grandma, great grandma's molasses and cornmeal recipe. No, it, I don't know. It's a New we'll England be back tradition. next Thursday. A New England tradition. That was the starving pilgrims, right? They, <laughs> they had nothing left but dried corn. And... <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. We'll be back next Thursday. Quick, Courtney, get me out of here. I gotta go. Coolie Regent Cooks. Hey, you can find all the past episodes of Cooley Region Cooks on the WIZM app or wherever you stream podcasts. Also, hey, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Cooley Region Cooks. Reach out to us at Cooley Cooks at WIZMnews.com.